Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading episode 166 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. I know I ask this a lot, but I'm going to ask it one more time until next week when I ask it again. Please take a moment, if you haven't already, to rate and review the show, especially on Apple Podcasts. Not only does it help new people find the show, but the more of these reviews that we get, especially the good ones, the more likely it is that we're going to get to have some official merchandise so you can wear We Got This on your back, on your torso. Who knows? We may have pants. Who knows? The 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 The, the future is not predictable at this point but that merch is not going to show up that much i can tell you unless we get those reviews very very important for now though please enjoy episode 167 of we got this with mark and hal hello i'm hal lublin and i'm mark gagliardi since the dawn of humanity one issue has gone unsettled with the fate of the world in the balance we're here to settle once and for all clean slate 11 that's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Let's just clean this slate. Oh, finally. <laughs> a clean slate episode. And also, finally, uh, this guy... We've known each other for how many years now? Forever. Yeah. Forever. Did, for I, all of- did I introduce you two guys? Yes, you may you did. have. Yeah. You introduced the two of us. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. And, and I remember years ago, before we started this, several years ago, we all went to dinner. It was the three of us and Jason. Mm-hmm. And I was telling you the idea, like, I want to do this podcast and it'll be Mark and I settling uh, like topics that people argue about that aren't really majorly important. You and you immediately were like, "Oh, you mean like ketchup on a hot dog?" Oh yeah. And that that is the topic that launched a thousand ships for Isn't that us. Funny. Yeah. Well, it's always just my example of how there's a fascist in everybody because <laughs> you'll get the most liberal people. I can think of two right now that have just yelled at me and been like personally offended over me putting ketchup on a hot dog. Are they from Chicago? One of them, yeah. Yeah, there you and go. Just their people go nuts. Yeah, um, and we, we should probably mention that the person we're talking oh. about is uh, legendary veteran character actor Eric Edelstein. <laughs> yes, um, you've you've seen him in a million things, and you you love him in all of them. And you hear him in We Bear Bears. <laughs> you hear him in We Bear Bears, he's, and uh, he's he, responsible for several deaths in Jurassic World. Oh yeah. I was gonna just gonna ask you, what's your favorite way you've died oh, in a yeah. thing? You've been picked up by a dinosaur. In Jurassic World, you've been, uh, you've been, uh, slit crotch to eyeball oh, in, yeah. uh, in, uh, the, the new classic horror film, Green Room. Um, I got shot with a trank gun, I think, once on Grim. <laughs> I mean, you can't, it's funny because nobody thinks about that guy's mom, but my mom has had to watch me die. Your like, mom, oh, so no. many times. Will yeah. you, will you tell briefly, uh, or quickly the story of, uh, of your mom going to see The Hills Have Eyes 2? Oh, yeah. Oh, Where no. I get dropped off a cliff. Right. And she went with her whole book club. <laughs> And the, 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 to the Hills Have Eyes too, a horrific, oh, oh. gross horror movie. I mean, just bless you, Marianne. But yes. she took her whole book club, and the opening scene is naturally a woman giving birth to a zombie baby. And right as like the the baby starts to come out, my name came on the screen, and all these 
60-something-year-old women in Vancouver, Washington just started to cheer. And nobody could figure it out. And it was all these, like, goth kids and, like, whoever's at the Hills Have Eyes 2 on a Friday. And then they were terrified of the book club. <laughs> this book club is no oh, joke. They're they just cheered at a woman dying in childbirth. <laughs> Get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> So Eric has agreed to join us. You and I met because we went through Second City together. Oh, yeah. In and what, 2002? Yeah, that was when we graduated. I mean, it's it's insane. It, it feels like forever ago and then like yesterday. Yeah, exactly. It was so fun. It's like I can't remember you not being like part of my – you know what I mean? Like, uh, Oh, always. yeah, Eric's my buddy. I've known him forever. Uh, so bizarre. And here we are. And then and I, met, I met Mark doing a play. Yep. And right around the same time, just after that, it's a slightly different story of when I met you, Hal, because Mark and I hung out for two, two hours and then I met him and then he said, you're big. Can you help me go beat up a guy? (laughs) (laughs) And we've been getting into. Yeah. Yeah. He like, I'm going to feel this guy out for two hours. (laughs) And he was having like a roommate conflict and he just wanted me to stand there and be menacing. Whereas he's like, wow, I just met a giant. I can use him. Eric's very tall, everybody. I'm, I'm a giant. And you didn't bring your bowling shirt headshot with you to that. Oh, I should have. <laughs> so I should have. Oh. So, like, the friendliest. Oh, I, and then I had the football, football jersey oh, one. Oh, yeah, I you feel did. Like every big guy. Did you do a football jersey one? Of course. Yeah, you have to. How, yeah, you I did, like, to. a hammer and hard hat one. I did. With a dress shirt, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so a legendary headshot. It's like the New York State Thruway. Like I work at a toll booth. It's odd, but willing to help out with yeah. manual hey, labor. What do, you, what do you need a nail put into a board? I'm here. Don't yeah. worry. I'm wearing a hard hat. It's cool. This nail's not going to get me. Yeah. <laughs> this dress shirt untucks. <laughs> what size shirt? You only have a small helmet? It's okay. I have a large hat. I'll just put it on top. No, no. I'll make it work. Yeah. It's yeah. a choice. Yeah, it's a hard yarmulke. <laughs> I saw a hard yarmulke live. They were good. Oh, oh, yeah. Original base, really good. Underrated. Original they, they basis. for Beyonce at Coachella, right? They did, yeah. yeah. About eight hours before. <laughs> at a bar in India. They were great, though. <laughs> if you yeah. played Coachella 2011, yeah. are you going, I opened for Beyonce oh, at Coachella? For sure. Oh, for sure. Man. It's a long open, man. It's a long open. <laughs> Puck from the real world is going around telling people that he opened for Beyonce. Is he still alive? <laughs> oh, he's, he's loving it. I feel like he's someone that you would have encountered somehow. I saw him life. once and was like totally starstruck. Like by puck from for the sure. real world. Oh yeah, if it's somebody from your childhood, yeah, right. It's just it's it's a different deal. <laughs> like it's a different deal. Does he still have all those scabs? I remember him being real scabby on that show. And snot rockets. Yeah, he kind of he's kind of kept that vibe and right rolled on. with it. He's kept that vibe. Yeah, he he's made it work. But oh. I think when I saw him, he was a good dad. Hey, good for yeah. him. Yeah, he's a dad. The scabby baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. scabby people make scabby babies, Mark. Sure. I know I how it works. I know how genetics work. <laughs> yeah. It's a recessive gene, but <laughs> both parents have it. I imagine all of his kids look like Dickens' orphans. Like, they're just <laughs> oh, filthy. Sure. Everyone's missing at no. least four teeth. But Dying not, for gruel. Not two yeah. next to each other. Yeah, they None of like, their gloves <laughs> have fingertips. Yeah. And they blow snot rockets. All right. Eric, you're here to to clear a slate with us. I have a bunch okay. of small topics. Neither mm-hmm. of you have seen them. I no. just no, them I love it from our list of suggestions. This is very exciting. I, we're just gonna dive right in. Okay, let's, let's see what we can do. Okay, see how many we get to. This is uh, best fictional house. This is Roosevelt Sinker, which ah. seems like a like a that can't be your name, can it? 
And if so, <laughs> can I have some of the billions of dollars that <laughs> yeah. it sounds like your family is worth? <laughs> Roosevelt Sinker the Fourth asks, Yeah. Which fictional house is the best? By the way, Roosevelt Sinker's father is the person you see on the New Yorker. He's that side profile. <laughs> That's how you know. He's good. He's yeah, good. Really Mr. Great. Sinker yeah. Esquire. So who did I did I, I couldn't even think of a fictional house. That's why I put it up here. Uh, Amityville Horror, the house in that is iconic. That's, that's a real house. Oh, right? That's true. It is a real house. What about uh, the Adams um, Family house? I thought Brady Bunch. Oh, First yeah. First yeah. in my brain. I mean, I can see the whole layout of the house, yeah. every bit of it, and then it's somewhere in the valley. Yeah. We should go look. I've been meaning to They've find redone house the exterior, for- though, from what I've heard. No. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Probably- oh, my God. There probably are people just law. came by and, and pulled up and took pictures in front of it too many care. times. I don't care. You you you've hung yourself on that cross. You're exactly. the Brady Bunch house. You're you staying said, there. How do you get into that house and not know? Like the realtor doesn't say full disclosure. This is the Brady oh, Bunch yeah. house. Did like, the you Brady have to know? Like when you go to like the open house has to be filled. Like there's still people taking pictures. Come mm-hmm. on, of the outside of it or just touring it just to, to get in that. Like I, I once went to one of Elvis's house. In uh, Beverly Hills, it was up for sale. It's like a twenty-eight million dollar estate. And I Did go you go and walk through face. like you were going to buy it? Yeah, yeah, with a straight face. So, uh, can <laughs> I fit a, a helicopter secret. on top? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. don't have that anymore. No, I wish. I, I got an story. older one. I got an the, older one. You, you, tell the story of how you got the Seabird. <laughs> well, I I did a good old uh, game show run. When Hal and I first met, I went around on every game show, and I ended up being on a game show called The Chair with John McEnroe. Yeah. Where, like, at the time, it's like, this is it. This is the craziest. And now the chair wouldn't be edgy enough. Right. But they would monitor people's heart rates. And if your heart rate went above a certain beats per minute, you would start losing the money you would win. So people would watch their heart rate go way up and lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, my God. And I was on there, and John McEnroe was the host. And I, you just start answering these questions, and it was you're literally sitting in this chair, and then they're doing things to try to terrify you. So McEnroe would like hit tennis balls at people, or they would shoot stuff, or have boa constrictors. Wait, shoot stuff? For real. I, I kid you not, and I should have kept it. It's like I've never kept anything. But at one point, I got a trivia question correct, and I was up to $25,000, and then you know that they're coming to scare you. So you just, and it had happened once or twice before, so you just think to yourself, I'm going to be calm. Whatever it is, they mm-hmm. cannot hurt me. I'm going to be so calm. They cannot hurt me. They legally can't hurt me. Right. Well, you've signed away something that says that they legally can hurt you. And <laughs> then they're shooting this spark thing at me. And then I feel it burning through where I'm, I have my mantras. They can't hurt you. And I'm like, oh, hold on. I'm hurting. <laughs> and then I'm like, whoa, whoa. And a spark from this thing had gone through and had burned my polyester big and tall shirt. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, but it was amazing because you saw to the heart of who he was. McEnroe starts yelling, cut! Hey! Hey! He's on fire! Hey! Hey! And they're like, we can't stop the game, John. He's like, I don't care! He's yoked! And I'm like, I, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. He's like, you're good, Eric, because you got $25,000! Because your heart, my heart rate didn't go down. Cause, and, oh, but I wow. swear part of it was McEnroe being so cool. You know what? Good job, McEnroe. Now, yeah. you, uh, you won. I a 2000 the- Sebring. <laughs> which Christ. was new at the time. Someone which knew. was new at the time. It was an t- incredible automobile. Yeah. and uh, But they weren't going to give you the car. Well, this is where it gets really funny. And it was an early lesson in Hollywood. 
of how things can work mm-hmm. on a bad day, just as like not getting paid by like comedy promoters in Spokane was a great lesson. But the show got canceled. Right. And they weren't airing anymore. And there's a clause in the thing you sign away that also says they can hurt you, that if the show <laughs> does not air, they don't have to pay you. And I was at like, I think, $33,900. Mm-hmm. A life-changing sum. I was literally working at Starbucks at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were arguing and saying, well, we don't really have to pay him. Thank God. John McEnroe did a publicity tour before the show got canceled. And part of it was like, people don't want to watch McEnroe terrorize people into losing money. <laughs> like, here's Bill. He's a plumber from Schenectady. Oh, my God. He just watched, you know, lost $250,000 because McEnroe yelled at him. And so part of the, this PR thing was being like, McEnroe being, I'm nice. I'm so, so things like. They're like, well, John, we hear it's not all just adversarial with you and the guests. You're like, no, no, here, look at me. Here's me and this big guy hitting it off. And uh, then they cut to a clip of me on there winning money and him being cool to me. I think maybe when my shirt was burning, I'm not sure, but it was on like The View. So I had my buddy that was at the time in law school call and impersonate a lawyer. I didn't know anybody. I was in Second City classes with Hal. And they're like, we most assuredly think that showing Mr. Edelstein and John McEnroe on The View constitutes a viewing, and we don't want to say that you're not giving this barista the money he won. And so then later on that day, I got to go and pick up a check. They gave me a check and a mug. Wow. Yeah. Which were you more excited about? Dude, the check. (laughs) Yeah. I think we blew a lot of it. Yeah. If you were friends with me for a nine-month period back then, we all lived like Elvis. Yep. And then I was a bouncer. (laughs) But you got a really great Sebring up. Dude, we had an incredible Sebring. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's get back to fictional heists. Um. So we've got what's on the list? Like the Brady Bunch house. The Brady Bunch house is great. The Monsters house. The Monsters house is great. This, this, it's always spooky ones. Monster house. Uh, Bates Motel and or the the Psycho house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, the Psycho house. I feel it's like terrifying. It's terrifying. The little house on the prairie. Oh yeah. Although you also think of the terrifying. Bluff kind of first, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I always think that that young Melissa Gilbert's gonna fall down that hill. <laughs> and and Jenna, my wife Jennifer. Uh, loves Little House on the Prairie. It is her favorite show. You could put on, if you put on an episode right now, picked it at random, and she walked into the room, she'd go, oh, that's episode blah, 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 blah. Like, she knows uh, everything. Wow. That I happened. don't think I've ever seen an episode of that show. It's, it's, it's charming. I get, yeah. I get why she likes it. Mm-hmm. But the opening is always young Melissa Gilbert running down the hill. And like, children don't have any kind of coordination. And every time I'm like, <laughs> is that, this is this is why children are excellent. She her knees are probably gone. It terrifies me. That probably says more about me than the opening of Little House on the Prairie, though. In a wonderful way, but well, you're worried about her. I am. I'm yeah. very worried. She's but are you fine. still worried she's gonna go down? There's well, a part of wait. me that's still worried. I'm also not I'm also learning about my general level of intelligence and Information retention, where I'm like, no, this is the time she gets hurt. Was it? Yeah, was it? Was this the this same? This is the one. She's going down now. Was this the same watch. recorded intro every time? Yes. Or they Okay. Yeah. Then For years. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like change. It wasn't like Police Squad where they change around every time. Things. That'd be. They just had to run down the hill every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go, Melissa. 
I don't care about your boots. Go. This is my least favorite yeah. part of being on Go. this show. <laughs> um, let's think of other sitcom houses because I think that is that if it's not going to be one of these haunted houses, oh. it's going to be a sitcom house, the right? House from Silver Spoons that had a train track going through it. And Pretty Arcadians. epic house. My mind went there as well. Yeah. yeah, I wanted all that stuff. I don't know why I loved the. I always loved the empty nest house. Just because I thought that was a, because it had that like, it was tall in the living room. But this just may be like architectural design. It's not as iconic. I'm like, that's actually a nice house in Golden Florida. Golden Girls. Yeah. They have a place. Oh, we all want to live there, that man. That's beautiful. You guys, you they, make a, uh, they make a Golden Girls clue board now. No. And it's they not don't. about a murder. It's who ate the last piece of cheesecake. <laughs> Sophia. So of course yeah. it was Sophia. Come on. It's in her purse. Yeah. It's- there's only one suspect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she did it. Real in, short yeah. game. <laughs> Sophia. It's just whichever character can get to the lanai first to accuse her. Um, yeah. You just open the, you just open it and it's one card that says, It was me, pussy cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's it. <laughs> um ooh, the, now okay, let me let me do this. Uh between because I think it's going to be one of the haunted houses or a sitcom house, and I don't think you can beat the Golden Girls or the Brady Bunch. As far as the sitcom houses go, what do you think tops? Do you think Brady Bunch tops uh, Golden Girls? I think because it's inside and outside. Like, mm-hmm. I can see all of it. Where the Golden Girls was inside, but, man, Brady Bunch was – it's iconic. Yeah. Um, the yard. I love the steps on the inside. Oh, yeah. Like, the design the, – when they made the Brady Bunch movies in the early 90s – and you saw, or mid nineties, and you saw the set, mm-hmm. and it was like perfectly recreated. You went, oh, I, you feel like your home. That staircase yeah. is just one of the great pieces oh, of architecture. Yeah. Um, so, is there a haunted house that beats the Brady Bunch house? I mean, the Munsters house does have a full dragon living under the staircase. Yeah, it does. And the the Adams family house, at least the version, not even the version on the TV show, the version in the movie is. In that house is mind-blowingly cool. Yeah. Dilapidated um, Victorian mansion sort of thing. What do you think? I like the Brady Bunch house. I feel like the Brady I feel like the Brady Bunch house, yeah. Everyone knows it and loves it, and nothing's gonna kill you. There you go. There you go. It's the Brady oh, Bunch house. Asked and answered. Thank you, Roosevelt Sinker. And Thank you, Roosevelt Sinker. Yes. I look forward to meeting you and seeing your Cavette collection. All right, Valerie Rogers asks, best chain restaurant-style appetizer. Oh. Mm. So this could be like... The Bloomin' Onion. The the Bloomin' Onion potato skins. I mean, I've annihilated cheese sticks with both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're so good. Once Arby's had those in drive-thru, that was a problem. If I cannot get out of my car and get (laughs) restaurant-quality cheese sticks... That is not good for Are there, anyone. Is there, is there a oh, varied quality to cheese stick? Because I feel Hell like yeah. I feel like cheese kidding? sticks that you get in a bar are going to taste exactly the same as cheese sticks no. you're going to get in a drive-thru. There's the breadstick kind, which is never as good. Then there's like the battered, the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Like the, and you're getting ranch and you're getting Italian. Yeah. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mozzarella sticks is up there. But, but, but does this mean a proprietary no, appetizer? No, style. Like the Bloomin' Onion is also like the Cactus Bloom or whatever right. in other places. Yeah. I, I used to – this was my – this is like the height of my Hal, – Hal should probably see a therapist instead of going to the restaurant. I would go <laughs> to uh, Outback Steakhouse and I did this once. Like I didn't want to wait for a tea. I went by myself, sat at the bar, ate half a Bloomin' Onion, then the largest prime rib they had. Caesar salad, mashed potatoes, and dessert. 
And I would that was like a regular. You ate a regular whole meal. bloomin' onion. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's just half. He said half. He said half. Sometimes half. A bloomin' onion. Because when I hear is... half, I'm like, dude, good on you for not yeah, eating exactly. the whole onion. <laughs> but really, it's like the part there's. You get to the soggy parts that you oh, don't yeah. want anymore. Oh yeah. And then right then the steak shows up. Like you know what? I'm not gonna have that. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna good. be good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the thing is, an onion is the size of a baseball. Yeah. And a bloomin' onion oh. is the size of a basketball. Yeah. So. There's got to be whatever they're doing to it is absolutely terrible for you. Well, the sauce It's is so, so much good. more batter yeah. than anything else. But the batter is great. Yeah, I wish mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I mean, Me I just too. wish I yeah. didn't. I can't have it. Now that I'm doing oh. Weight Watchers, I can't have it. And even like, you know, you would enjoy it and then you'd find the article that's like the most unhealthy dish mm-hmm. on this oh, planet yeah. Earth is the Bloomin' Onion. It's 5,000 calories. It's pretty insane. When you touch it, like yeah. it just it's seeps through your skin. But you know what? It's I love it. But it's not going to be the bloomin' onion. I don't think is going to be no. The yeah, what else? We got potato skins or potato horse, skins. But yeah. I love them potato skins time. are great. Um, mozzarella sticks. I keep coming back to. Yeah, um, they're just so good. Well, because you know cheese gets you high. What they've proven this now? Yeah, you, cheese gets you high. It's like an endorphin rush or something. Well, there's a chemical in there that is also given from the mother to its baby to make it want more, mm-hmm. and it's still in there. Mothers that get their babies high usually wind up in jail, though. <laughs> Talking about the cows, Mark. <laughs> it's those cows from Chick Fil A that are always painting those signs. Yeah, oh, they're man. so high you can tell by how their writing looks. Yeah, chicken's yeah. not spelled like that. No, <laughs> still posture. Yeah, if you can yeah. figure out how to get paint and a ladder, then you can probably figure out how to spell "eat more chicken." Look, if you can figure out how to hold a paintbrush and a hoof, yeah, <laughs> you should get the Nobel Prize just for that alone for hoof painting. Like? Yeah. Do they have one of those? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Um, gosh, this Lamar is a tough just one. Won it right after the Pulitzer Prize. Man, it was the second award. Shout out to so Kendrick good. Lamar getting a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, that's Stay awesome. Um, what about buffalo wings? You're you're a vegetarian now. I am. I am. But there was a time where you would eat chicken wings. Oh my wings. god! Yeah. Yo. Yeah. I mean, they're great. Yeah. They're in, they're incredible. Have you guys they're had? So um, have you guys ever had the uh, buffalo cauliflower? Love them. It's yes. a big, yeah. big, big hit. I'm a big fan of those. I've also had a bad a ton. Oh, really? It's like, oh yeah. Where well, you got to find that place that does it where it actually tastes like yeah. a buffalo wing. Yeah, because you know, it's this ain't good mostly this breading. Is so good. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. The sauce and like it's greasy and perfect and hey, it's great. Um, well, what's on the table right now? Tater skins, mozzarella sticks, um, bloomin' onion. I'm, I'm stuck on this chain thing because I'm trying to think of proprietary ones. Nachos? Like the, well, the Bloomin' Onion is proprietary nachos. to but Outback. It's chain style. It's not chain, it's chain style. So it's something It said chain style yes, on the thing. So like Red style. Robin stacks onion. Right, the onion ring stack. They're right. so good. Yeah, They're very good. Red one. Robin has a thing where you can get, and it's horrible. I wish they didn't have it. Where you can get three different kinds of apps. Oh. An appetizer oh, sampler is, oh. is my all-time favorite. Now, maybe this could help oh. us answer this. Appetizer sampler comes to the table. What's the first thing you reach for? Hot cheese stick every time. Yeah. Yeah, because once it gets cold, it's no good. The other ones are still awesome. – the other ones are okay as, it get, as they get colder. But yeah. the cheese stick – like you don't want it to taste like polio string cheese covered no. in like – uh, shake and bake or whatever. <laughs> you don't want to know turns, what it is. Yeah, it turns real bad, real fast. <laughs> when you bite into it, it should like yeah. pull like like melted mozzarella, right. not oh, be yeah. like. It doesn't want to feel like string cheese that you dropped in Cheerios. Yeah, yeah. 
there there is a story. I feel like a lot of internet journalism nowadays, like there are a lot, there's like a a breed of journalists where it's like I'm going to try something ridiculous that's offered by a company, mm-hmm. and and I'm going to I'm going to sort of live journal my experience, and then I'll I'll put an article out. So this writer, she went to the like a Brooklyn TGI Fridays, and they, they had unlimited. Uh, you would get an appetizer and you would get it unlimited for as long as you were there. So she went when they opened <laughs> and, and asked, you have to, you choose one and you eat it throughout the day and that's it. And what? so she chose mozzarella sticks and she ate them through, like watching her go from like, oh, these are pretty good to hating that food oh. with the white hot passion of a thousand suns is incredible. Yeah. And, uh, cheese has, uh, constipatory properties so i imagine by the end of the day it's like having a cheese cork in your butt (laughs) (laughs) oh cheese cork in your butt is another great band that i saw oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah they're closing for for beyonce at coachella in two years (laughs) yeah 76 station Um, in indio all right (laughs) top three on the table the blooming onion the mozzarella stick and the potato skin what's going to come out of it I feel like mozzarella sticks are just I sort of everywhere. Yeah. yeah, mozzarella sticks with marinara oh, or with of ranch. Of course, marinara. Uh, well, I mean, I want three of them. For every three I do marinara, I want one ranch. And Red, okay. Red Robin will let me do that. That's nice of them. <laughs> yeah, allow you. I like they'll the let me do that. Yeah. They'll go somewhere else. So we're gonna have to ask you no. to leave. All right, hey, it's happened, man. Fine, I'll go. I'll go. All right, it's the mozzarella stick asked and answered. Next topic. All right, best grilled cheese and best grilled cheese pairing. This is from E. Clayton Harland the second. We're on a cheese run right now. What is the pairing? Is that like like tomato soup? Tomato. Well, tomato, See, tomato soup. soup is the correct pairing. You can dip the sandwich. Do you dip the sandwich in the soup? I do. Yeah. I feel like I had to check in with you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tomatoes, sure tomato oh, soup yeah. is the official. So that second half of that question is answered. Yeah. Um, now, what, what, what kind of grilled cheese? Are we talking like the fancy ones? Because I do love a Gruyere and pear grilled cheese. I'm a big fan of that. Or just classic cheddar and tomato is a great grilled cheese. That's, that's more Knoxville. What? You came out of the game with Gruyere and yeah. pear. Yeah, Gruyere <laughs> and pear. Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> 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 Have you ever had a Gruyere and pear grilled cheese sandwich? No, but I bet it's great. It is. I'm sure it's wonderful. delicious. Is it really? Yeah, apple inside, pear inside in a grilled cheese is oh man. That's a great that's a great combo. But the I feel like is it too much to have a grilled cheese with tomato and the tomato soup? I don't at that point, what are you trying to moderate? Yeah. <laughs> this is too much tomato by far. Uh, for the sake of propriety, I can't have tomato yeah. in it. I've, so it has to look at its dead brethren ground up into a paste. All right. What do you guys like? I'm like this. I'm the most – I'm probably more Knoxville than you. I just want like either cheddar or American cheese in between Stroman white bread, <laughs> buttered, toasted, and fry that up and just serve it to me like – I. If we did an episode that was best yeah. bread, you would just be angling for wonder the whole time, wouldn't you? No, wonder bread, this crust is too thick. <laughs> Stroman white bread. You want like a nice, like, I, I like the yellowish brown all around. I don't oh, like the yeah. top. Come on. I like a good crusty bread. I like a crusty bread if it's crusty all around, but right. not when it's like a little, like we overdid the top a little bit. Yeah. But the rest of it is. Yeah. I get you. Not uniform, but that's me. I like a very basic. Although mm-hmm. I do like a lot of different cheeses, that just feels like Amer- that was that was the American cheese I had growing up. Right, like the American or cheddar. That was my look. Velveeta melts great. No, oh, it does. The dangerous thing with those is you can also get them at a drive-through. 
In yes. LA, there's like Rick's or like those hamburger oh, places. Like at a classic mm-hmm. grilled cheese, just at a, here's your triangle, enjoy your commute. Oh, dude. Yeah. It makes a commute better. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> everything yeah. just changed. <laughs> I remember back in the early Sebring days, <laughs> uh, we would go to get a burger and I ordered a cheeseburger with a drive through. I ordered a cheeseburger and Eric's like, I got this. Two hamburgers, please. I was like, what? I wanted cheese on my burger. We pull away from the drive-thru, and he opens up the center console of the Sebring, and he's like, beat the system, man. Bring your own cheese. (laughs) American singles wrapped in the console. It was wintertime, so it wasn't going to get too hot. It was fine. February's fine for cheese in your car. (laughs) That's when it works. (laughs) Uh, We've been degenerates for far too long. It's so funny. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, So maybe the perfect grilled cheese is a combination of these new wave with the fruit and all the different things inside and a classic. Um, I'm going to throw one out there that I think is a good combo of a good cheese and a good bread, but not too out there like, you know, brie and uh, gorgonzola and pear and arugula or whatever. I'm going to say cheddar on grilled sourdough. Oh, yeah. Love it. That's great. That love feels it. like a that feels like a, co- a good combo of classic but high quality and great with a tomato and great with yes. tomato. Oh, yeah. Yeah. fantastic with tomato. So are we saying uh, a cheddar cheddar cheese sourdough with a tomato soup? Yeah, yeah. All right, we are what asked are we, and answered. What are we animals? All right. Next is this is Mark Hershon. Oh, hey Mark, what's going on? What's up, Mark? Oh, hey Mark. Uh, he, he posted this in the Facebook group. Best Pepperidge Farm American Collection cookie. Milano. The Mint Milano, right? Mint Milano. Is that's in the American collection? Because there's Chessmen. <laughs> Chessmen. Nobody eats that. Pirouettes. Are pirouettes in the collection or no? I don't think. I don't oh, think no, no. The, the, wait, are there Milanos? This is the, the tin that's got the divided sections. Minute. Oh, this is like the, but it's not the uh, blue one. Not the blue. Tin. Not that blue Danish where everything's shortbread, just shaped no. differently. Trying to convince me that's a pretzel. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants At Christmas time, I like them because they, no. they sort of remind me of the holidays. You don't like the blue Danish, uh, I mean, I'll eat them. Shortbread. I'm not that fired up about it. All right. Yeah. That's just, that's any it's point there. in the story. Yeah. No, it's there. I had one uh, just in my car this past Christmas. <laughs> no, you didn't. Like, not. just, and I would just periodically be like, I'm going to give me one of them little blue tin cookies. Oh. Well, what makes Christmas dangerous now is you can, like, watch something on the food channel and mm-hmm. get it delivered. So yes. I saw this thing on Collins Street Fruitcakes. This really famous fruitcake they make in Texas in Waco. And they just deliver? Well, fruitcake will last forever, I guess. Man, it, this didn't. No. It was so <laughs> Really? Good. I mean, it was rid- ridiculously good. Uh, did you fr- find out the cookies that are on there? Yes. Oh, these are the ones named after different areas. Like, there's the Montauk and... Uh, we just need a picture the of the box. Cookie. I'm worried that their customers also might be dying off. Pepperidge Farm. Yeah, the these when we were these were eaten by old people when we were kids. Yeah, actually, Sausalito's a, a good cookie because it's a chocolate chip, right? It's Sausalito's a, and Sausalito's. It's a substantial chocolate. chip. Oh, it's chip. a big chocolate chip. Oh, yeah, that's it. Wait, I, but, why, why do I have yeah. to look at more? No, no, no. If, the, uh, look, I'm going to say. <laughs> do I have to? I'm going to say the Sausa, the Sausalito. If the Mint Milano is not in, it's not. It's not in that package. No, because no, the no. Milano is one of the great cookies of all time. It is. You can dunk it in milk, or you can shove the whole thing in your mouth and take a sip of milk, like I do, which my wife calls horsing. <laughs> <laughs> and I eat, I eat almost everything that way. I just shove it in my mouth, and then 
And then you use the you no, use whatever that, you're drinking as a plunger yeah, like that, and then it so, and then you know you chew it a little bit, and then so, it helps you swallow it, and then you can get more food in. How you want this spoonful flavor. of cinnamon? And you're beating the system in your own way, there, man. Exactly. Yeah. I see what you're doing. That's my center console full of cheese. Ah, uh, okay. Duda, duda. <laughs> center console full of cheese. Um. All right. <laughs> it's the Sausalito. It's a giant chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, I think the Sausalito is the, Sausalito the winner win. of this one. If your chocolate, if your cookie has white chocolate in it, throw it in the damn garbage. White chocolate is gross. It's so gross. You don't like white chocolate, do I you? I don't hate it. If it's there, I'll do that over You're one so of the... kind. Hey, do you want this chocolate that doesn't taste like chocolate and vaguely tastes like a stick of butter? Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. You know what? Nothing you said there sounded bad to me. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, okay. Then let's go get dessert. We'll get a black and white cookie and break it in half. All of the chocolate part. All right. But that's not know. white chocolate. That's oh, no, it's just frosting, vanilla. right? Yeah. I right. love the way. I'll, you and I oh, will yeah. split. We'll cut it into quarters and then we'll eat that. Done. Jeez. All right. What's next? All right. Best sports championship finale. The, the choices here that they give and there's an et cetera. Super Bowl, NCAA football. The NBA Finals, the World Series, Final Four, Stanley Cup, all that stuff. Oh, this I see. Is, this is Brandon via email. Thank Thanks, you, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. So we're talking about, is it the pomp and circumstance of it? Is it the drama that it creates? Because I'll I'll throw the NCAA basketball championship, mm-hmm. that championship game. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it up because the quality of basketball being played is substandard. For, for which one? For, as, for the, as the, as the greatest, as the greatest well, finale. For anything, for any, like, I was oh. excited when my school won. I was very excited. So this is like best championship. But a lot of college basketball can be 30 seconds of passing and then three point shooting at like 30%. Yeah, but, but when done well, it's yes. so fun. And mm-hmm. it's also guys that are going to be managing a hedge fund in three years. <laughs> Where it's it really is it's this alchemy of talent and an offense and a hot hand and I'm only saying this because the team I care most about is Gonzaga. Of course, of so course. So when they win, I'm going to go nuts. I'll yeah. be so I'll happy. Go, for I'll you. go insane. I always root for them because of you. I appreciate. I do too. It, man. Yes. I appreciate it. Um, you were color man for them before uh, when you were in school. Play. You were the play by play. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't have a TV deal when I was there. Oh. They only they went wow. my second year there. So people had to watch GUTV, the student cable access. <laughs> pretty funny. Pretty epic. Pretty funny. Um, that's, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that the one that comes to mind, just because we get so much of it, it's been around for the longest, maybe. I don't even know if it's been around for the longest. Um, World Series? The World Series. You get seven, you get potentially seven games and it's drama that the whole country is talking about for a whole week. As opposed to the Super Bowl, which is like Super Bowl is now what people say about things like this. Like, oh, it's the Super Bowl of blank. But the Super Bowl feels like way less about football and more. If it is about the pomp and circumstance, then that's the Super Bowl. But if it's about the game itself, I feel like it's the World Series. I think any major sporting event, once you get to the championship, there are always really great stories to tell. Whether they play out over one game or they play out over four to seven games. Sure. I'll say that this year's Super like I've seen my hometown in in I've seen every I've seen them in every final in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I watched the Phillies win in two thousand eight and went crazy, but I was only driven to tears when the Eagles won. Mm-hmm. Like that that was fifty plus years of release for a city right. that had never won that championship. Like I love the world. Our World Series in two thousand eight wasn't a great World Series. It was great for us. 
because we destroyed the other team. But like the 1986 World Series was a great World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Cubs Indians World Series was, was, a, was incredible. A World Series anything that goes to seven. That's games. the one that was top, oh, was yeah. popping into my head. Even this last one, and I'm a Dodger fan, but this last World Series was like Houston was fun to watch. Um, and you have to appreciate that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know if we're talking sp- specific ones, but for me, the first two are 86. Mm-hmm. Of you mm-hmm. remember exactly where you were in yeah. 88. But I right. do kind of think this last year's Dodger Astro one. It was a blast. I think just but, because it was so much back and forth. But yeah. we're not talking about specific ones. We're talking about which one in total? general. Like, is it the World Series or the Super Bowl? Or it, can we rule the other ones out? I feel like it's going to be the World Series or the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you're so. talking, not yes. Um. So then it comes down to: Is it about the stories within the game, or is it about the event? You know what I mean? The Super Bowl. I feel like the Super Bowl as an event supersedes the teams that are involved in it, whereas the World Series, the story is always the teams. Well. No, I think there are a lot of individual moments. Like once mm-hmm. you get to the game, well, the the, the game itself, the story of the we, World Series is the game itself. The yeah. story of the Super Bowl is, oh, who's playing the halftime show? Look at the commercials. Like, what's the who's going to sing the national anthem? You know what I mean? I mean, the, the thing I love about baseball so much that I came to appreciate the more I watched it, and I think that people who think it's boring don't haven't taken the time to dig deep enough. Is not only. Not only is every game in a seven-game series important, but every inning is important. Every at-bat is important. And every single pitch, mm-hmm. no matter whatever happens on pitch one, will completely change. Like, the game plan has to change for the next pitch. Mm-hmm. And that – the level of strategy in it is really exciting. The fact that there's no – the fact that there's no time limit on it I think actually makes it more exciting too because you they actually have to – they're playing chess. Mm-hmm. A lot of other sports are even – even football to a certain degree. It is chess, but you're under the clock. It mm-hmm. feels more checkery, and I know you can play chess with a clock. Mm-hmm. People on the internet, you don't have to <laughs> tell me about it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the World Series has created more heroes than the Super Bowl has. Yeah, I mean, in terms of what more people are into, it's a, it's for sure the Super Bowl, right? It, it has to be. But for me, the World Series also it's that you can measure it. Football fifty years ago was a really different game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there were guys throwing ninety eight a hundred years ago. Yeah, it's amazing to be able to have these benchmarks that have held. Where like Shoeless Joe Jackson is still in the top five for a World Series batting average, mm-hmm. and a guy can try to eclipse him this year. Something about that that's yeah. pretty magical. Do you? I mean, we have to be careful though. To t- I know that the three of us, arguably, I know I, I've always loved both, but I am more of a baseball fan now than a football fan. Um, you have to take the the that into consideration being like this because we're but with them taking into consideration that we're not arguing baseball versus football we're arguing the super bowl versus the world series and in that regard it's hard to argue with the super bowl as being just for the pure spectacle of the thing and saying this is the one game that will yeah, settle it this is the it's big thing die. People who don't watch baseball don't watch the World Series. People who don't watch football watch the Super Bowl. You know what, though? Just because everybody watches it, I think there's That's something true. to the World Series being over the course of seven. Like, the story can change so many times. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Kirk Gibson home run from uh, from 1988 was game one. 
Mm-hmm. No, game one or two. I think yeah, one of of yeah. It was like game one of the world. It's the moment that everybody the double fist bump, and it wasn't even yeah. It was him yeah. with like no knees going in to pinch hit, and like the story. If you ever uh, if you haven't seen Ken Burns baseball, Bob Costas telling the story of Kirk Gibson taking practice swings against the net and every swing causing him pain because his knees were so bad, and he him telling Tommy Lasorda, "I got one good swing left in me." And that's the that's the Dennis Eckersley <laughs> slider that lands in what the the right field bleachers I think is like that's a that's like one of the greatest it's one of the greatest sports stories of all time and that's the first game of of I think what wound up being a five or six game series yeah A's yeah um I'm gonna throw this out then as well it seems like there's more passion at this table for great moments in the World Series than great moments in the Super Bowl. Does that make a difference? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. The Immaculate, the immaculate Reception wasn't in the Super Bowl. That was a playoff game. Yeah. Um, John Elway's Drive, that was a playoff game. Uh, that was a Super Bowl game. Mm-hmm. The Philly Special. Well, not, you, don't, you don't have I to. Near and dear. The no, Philly I mean, Special, which moments, was but the, they yeah. borrowed from the other team. They just did it better. Yeah. Um, it's the Philly Special. Yeah. But I that was awesome last year. And yeah. I think it's so easy to root for the – you had everybody rooting for you. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, but I think it's the World Series. I think it it's has the World to be. Series. Yeah. All right. There it is. I think it is the World Series. Asked and answered. All right. Let's take a brief break. Great. And we'll come back and clean some more of the slate. All right. We'll be right back. Hello. Are you looking for a new comedy podcast? In which case, can I draw your attention to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast? It's a fictional industry podcast for the beef and dairy industries. It won Best Comedy at the 2017 British Podcast Awards, and it features wonderful guests such as Greg Davis. To my knowledge, it's the only cow circus that's ever existed in this country. In rural Russia, every small town has a cow circus. Josie Long. You should have a beef. Have a beef with them. I have a beef with you. I will have a beef with you. Come round my house and I'll have a beef with you. And Andy Daly. That virus never existed. There was never any such thing as a mad cow disease. That was all an illusion that uh, Big Lamb came up with. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts from. And I would recommend starting at episode one. Bye. Hello, I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. We're hosts of MaximumFun.org's Ono, Ross, and Carrie. We wanted to tell you the good news that our podcast is now weekly. Yes, weekly. On Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we don't make extraordinary claims. We investigate them. We go undercover with fringe religious groups, investigate paranormal claims, and participate in pseudoscientific medical treatments, and then report our findings to you. In a time where alternative facts reign supreme, we cut through murky spin to give you the straight skinny on topics like UFOs, the anti-vaccination movement, Scientology, and even apocalyptic churches. We're even undercover for some very exciting investigations right now. Well, not right now, right now. That's Ono, Ross, and Carrie with new episodes every week at MaximumFun.org. We show up so you don't have to. All right. E. Clayton Harland II asks, best vegan burger for Hal, because for a brief while I was vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you... You were texting me because I, you know, I gave you the list of all yeah. of our topics, and you were going through and just answering all of them, <laughs> which is dinner. great, oh, which yeah. I love. But you had you have a best vegan burger because I don't. I, the, when I was vegan, I didn't eat vegan meat substitutes really. I just uh. ate food that was vegan. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I've never found a good one, but you you found the best I, one. I want to hear I it. I mean, it's delicious. It's this Impossible Burger. You can't believe it when I love you mm-hmm. get a fat burger and get whatever you want put on there. And it tastes like a burger. You can't believe it. So you prefer wow. a a vegan burger or vegetarian patty that tastes like meat. You don't cuz a lot of times like if I'm going to do something that is that is the vegetarian version of a thing, maybe it's cuz I eat meat that I'm like if I was going to get the meat version, I would just eat the meat version like but I kind of want a black bean burger or I want a veggie burger or a garden burger. Um but you specifically like the this I want this thing that tastes like meat because I miss it. Well, it supposedly it has plant blood in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? I just know the thing tastes damn delicious. And yeah, <laughs> sometimes you want to eat. Raw, I've, I've had organic. one. It, we had one together at uh, at the counter, and it's crazy. Right? It does taste. It looks and tastes like a freaking burger. It's wow. weird. It's it's bizarre. It's probably going to end up being people. Yeah. You, <laughs> like now I'm interested. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's something real weird about it, but there's just the mm. you always want to eat well, but there's times where you just want something delicious and the fact that that's an option now. Yeah. It's crazy. And you can get it like medium rare, which is so weird. weird. So weird. And it has the texture And it has the texture of a medium that, like, rare saltiness. burger. Yeah. Oh, and it's a fat burger, so it's however you want it. Wow. And then they did it at Umami, and it was ridiculous. It was so good, but you had to order, like, I'll have Jaden's Power Trio. And it had, like, Jaden Smith on the... And I'm like, no. I'm doing it. I'm getting Jaden's Power Trio. Let's oh. go. I love that Jaden Smith capitalizes every word in every tweet he sends as if they are all the title of his newest novel that is only one tweet long. <laughs> it might be, though. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's playing chess, man. He really Come is. Come on. Uh, but I do know what you mean, that sometimes you want a veggie burger that like right. tastes like veggies. Yeah. So I had one yesterday at Cassell's, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is incredible if you haven't been. It's Sam a, Cassell's it, restaurant. I know. It's great. There go gone. <laughs> uh, this, this place, it used to be you know like a classic diner, but it's in the Normandy Hotel. But you go in there, and this thing is incredible. You see the little pieces of vegetable in there, and you can't believe how delicious it is. Wow. It is, and I don't know what they're doing, but there's a bunch of places like this. Top five in town is the drive-thru right over here on... Which drive-thru? Oh, um... Kawanga. The Kawanga and Burbank. Yeah. Yeah. That one, it's just a veggie patty, I'm sure deep fried. You get it with avocado, <laughs> slather it with ketchup and grilled onions. I'm loving it. But you're number one. We're, we're deferring to you completely on this yeah. one because uh, you are the expert in this regard. It's the ultimate yeah. burger? No, not ultimate. The impossible. The impossible burger. burger. Yeah, and they have it at a few places, but this thing really could kind of... Change the world a little bit. I love it. Yeah, yeah I'm willing to go. Yeah, try I, a fat burger and just you'll be shocked. I've gotten now to where um, with <clears throat> if if I want like a steak, I want a steak. But if it's a processed thing, like I'm fine with chicken nuggets with a K and a Y N. You know oh, what I mean? As long like as it man. tastes good. As long as it tastes good. Like anything that's that processed by that point, and then a burger is one of those. Like it, it, by the time you're getting a fast food or a diner version of it doesn't matter if it's meat or not oh yeah you know what and i mean i'm sure what's in the chicken with a with a k and an r isn't <laughs> natural or great for you and there's times when i eat it, I'm like yeah where is- do you put the r <laughs> i don't know buddy chicken <laughs> <laughs> see you knew it's <laughs> <laughs> cardi b's brand yeah all right, that's impossible yeah, the burger. impossible burger. Yeah, I'll say that. Try it at Fat Burger. All right, I'll ask an answer. It's really Free good. plug. Fat Burger, we're ready for your dollars. Oh, please. 
Daniel Painter asks, click top versus twist top pens. Is this even a thing that is anybody not? Click top. Yeah. Yeah. Click top. Yeah. What? No, it's not a pen with a cap. This question really gets to the root of who is Daniel Painter. Daniel, Daniel, who are you? Daniel, do <laughs> you have do you have a like a, a fishbowl full of pen caps in your apartment that you just stare at? Like, if only people knew how much better these were. <laughs> but the twist bottom pens—that's what he's talking about. Where you? Twist. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, pens with no, the... no, no twist the twist top. So you twist it, and then the pen comes out, as opposed to a really Wait, awesome what? click top pen. I don't even think I've ever had a You've pen. Never with had a pen in your mark. You were an adult. A twist male. top pen. Oh, right, right, right. Year. Yeah, where it like it's usually. I feel like those pens are usually the freebie at a hotel. I always think of the click. The good are. ones, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. If you're in a good one, you yeah. Get a the Kimpton hotels, they got yeah, yeah. one of them twisty the pens. Kimpton's a good one. Extra half size gonna, there for a reason. I had it sitting up here. There's somewhere around here. I have. I, I bought a couple of them because I love them. That uh, clicker pen that has the four in it. It's got the black, the blue, oh, the red, yeah. and the green. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I was thinking I was totally hearing that wrong. I meant I heard twist top pen as like the cap on it. It's got a jar lid in you. Yeah. You no, no. The, <laughs> oh, well, I apologize for making fun of Daniel Painter in his weird bin of lids. But still, hey, his who question are you? got asked. But what if he has roomfuls of them? He's invested. That's true. He's ready yeah. to go. Um, no, it's click. If we, yeah, click, we're Daniel, say click, click. He's got a trunk full of yeah. twist top. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> there it went. A lifetime. Put right. it in the room with all the Betamax players. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the click. And then here's what you can do if when you're if you're a child, Daniel. Maybe you are. Who knows? You take it apart mm-hmm. and then you put it back together. And then for a second, you think I could probably do this with a car engine. Yeah, I'm an engineer. I just need to see, I just need to see it done. I'm so sm- I'm so curious about the world around me. I I took apart a click top pen. Do you think where, there's where, a, do you think there's a there's a Haynes guide for the click top pen? Yeah, like that big manual that shows the exploded view. <laughs> we get an exploded view of that click top bic. All right. Thank Ask you, Daniel Painter. Thank you, Daniel. Brigitte Burton asks, most comical sports team name slash mascot. Uh, are we going pro only? This is Because there are some, if you do a deep dive online, there are, are some say, high schools that have some insane ones. I mean, the funniest one, funniest one is probably the University of South Carolina. Oh, the Cox. The Gamecocks. The Gamecocks. That yeah. all their hats just say Cox on them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't get any. But it, does it? Is there anything crazy? Like the mud hens is funny. But the banana slugs like a, always made me oh, laugh. Oh, the U- That's UC a Santa Cruz banana. You see Santa Cruz banana slugs. Yeah. Um, what if we're just doing pro teams? Just pro teams. Just pro teams. Like, who's the least? I would say the, the Devil Rays. The yeah. Utah Jazz is a dumb name. <laughs> Change the name when you move to a state that does not have jazz. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they saddled them with this albatross. Yeah. To have to take them. <laughs> you shall be the Utah Jazz. <laughs> the Orlando Magic. There's That's... nothing more Disney than the Orlando Magic as far as names go. And what is it? Are they a magician or if you play for the Magic? It's like a you, swoosh. I'm happy to be play for the Magic? Yeah. I'm a Magic? <laughs> uh, yeah. So what else is on the table? I mean, the, the idea of the... The Jazz, the Magic, the Cox, or we're sticking with... Um... No, it can be either. I'm just trying to uh, tried to open up a pros, too. And I think, I think Jazz is... Jazz is, is, is so dumb. I have to but say... But it's so dumb, it's kind of great. Yeah. Yeah. 
the Vancouver Canucks and the Philadelphia Phillies are both kind of dumb names. I mean, I love the sure. name Phillies, but it feel, also feels really lazy. What do yeah. we call us? I don't know. What do we call the town? <laughs> Philly? Okay, but more of them. The reason that, uh, the reason that DePaul is the Blue Demons is because it used to be the DePaul Blue D men, and they were that because there was just a Blue D on their jerseys. Ah. So their name was, hey, what are those guys? Oh, those are the Blue D men. Then it became the Blue Demons from that. It's a good logo, though. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Uh, Stan- Shout out to my alma mater. There you go, buddy. Stanford has kind of a dumb, because it's a tree, which there's nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely. Are these the Stanford trees? True. Yeah, this is Stanford Cardinal, but the Cardinal's a tree. No, the what? Cardinal's a bird, isn't not, it? Not for them, it's not. If you look, it's the S with the tree. Oh, the that's tree is a dumb. Yeah. Syracuse's is pretty dumb, too, right? Well, it's it just an orange. Be, they were the Saltine <laughs> Warriors. Saltine what? Warriors? Yes, after Native American tribes in the area. And then at some point, somebody realized that's probably not a good idea to do that. That's yeah. disrespectful. So they changed it to the they were the orange men and the orange women. And then they were like, why are they the orange men and women? Let's just make them collectively the orange. Oh, ah. you know what? I'll tell you the dumbest team name. This is not this is the funniest, though, right? Most comical. Most comical. Because I think the dumbest is what my hometown of Knoxville still has and is one of only two schools that has it. The Lady Vols. Because there's the Vols and then there's the Lady Vols. And the Lady Vols are a better basketball team than the man, men Vols are. Sure. Um, uh, UConn and, and Tennessee both have amazing women's basketball programs. Yeah. Uh, so wait, are you... I'm just saying that, say, I'm not saying that's comical. I'm saying it's stupid to have lady version of it. But are we saying team. it's comical that, that we live in an age where there are still lady, like there has to be lady balls. I don't think it's as funny as the Utah Jazz. I don't know why I'm stuck on this jazz thing. There's the, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. That's with the music of Utah. Yeah. You would never, you would never see that many pairs of khakis in an actual jazz club. <laughs> never, not even one. The only time you see that is when somebody comes in to ask for directions. Yeah, <laughs> my wife and I got lost. We're trying to welcome go to, the- to our jazz show where everyone's shirt must remain tucked in. <laughs> <laughs> the Oxford sponsored jazz club you go to. Um, do we? Ha- what else do we have? Anything else on the table? I mean, Utah jazz is pretty dumb. All right, I think it's the Utah jazz, Eric. Although I'm with you. All right. Sorry, Donovan Mitchell. That's two things you lost this year. All right. Clinton Bean says uh, he wants to know uh, Nabisco Saltine versus Nabisco Ritz crackers. Man, well, Ritz are so good. I'll tell you what. If you if you are if you suffer a GSW during a convenience store robbery and you have to rebuild your entire personality and memory, you're going to fall in love with Ritz crackers. I just like Henry did. Don't oh. <laughs> just like Henry, you're gonna paint the box. It's gonna be the first uh, word. You I say. was trying to figure out what a GSW was. Gunshot wound. Right. Uh. Gunshot wound. <laughs> I mean, you, I, watch, you watch too much Criminal Minds. <laughs> no, it's, I just watched one regarding Henry. Oh, right. Ford. Ritz. Harrison yeah, Ford. That's right. Um, the great Harrison Ford. Yeah. The Ritz cracker is just a saltine, but better because it's got butter flavor, right? It's buttery and round and yeah. thicker. It's got to be the but though, like. Saltines, I feel like, are more universally useful. Right. I feel like a saltine, you can use it as breadcrumbs. I use saltines to uh, make, when I make, like, fish cakes, uh, I use that as the breadcrumbs inside. Yeah. Um, they're great over, like, soup. You know what yes, I mean? I yeah. Saltines with soup. It's a Ritz with soup would be weird. 
because it would add that extra flavor. But are we, if we're talking about just the cracker, the Ritz is the superior cracker. I don't know. Now saltine is really coming on strong. Uh, yeah. You made a hell of an argument. Yeah. When I was sick as a kid, my mother and like you can't keep food down. You get saltines maybe with a little uh, jelly on them. Yeah. Melt them or even now you get a matzo ball soup and then you put mm-hmm. the saltines yes, in there. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Even with the matzo ball, you still need the salt. Absolutely. Also, do. saltines fat free. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing to it. You could have a whole bunch of them. Man. I We used to go to a steakhouse when I was a kid that we loved going to up in uh, the mountains. And they would always have just a basket of saltines on the table. And by the end of, I don't know, the first cup of water that I had on the table, it would ju- the table would just be a sea of saltine wrappers. Because <laughs> as a little kid, I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. Oh. But also as a neat freak, it drove me crazy because saltine wrappers, they're unruly. They're very unwieldy, especially if you have a hundred of them in oh, front yeah. of you. They, they can't stack well. They do not stack well. Yeah, no, not at no. all. Um, but this isn't about the best wrapper. Um, but with soup, saltines and clam chowder. Yeah, yeah. I think this. I mean, no. it's a verso, it's an everything crack. That's like the that's like the working person's cracker, dude. That's right. Yeah, take that. All right. Last one. All right. This Did we do 10. all 10? This is all 10. Wow. Good job, guys. Deborah Abraham says, why does I say says like she's going to say, dear, we got this. I never write letters like this. <laughs> However. I thought this would never happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> there I was listening to a podcast and three morons were talking about real cheese for longer than anybody ever should. Three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Deborah Abraham asks, refrigerators with the freezer on top or with the freezer on the bottom? I'll add a third one, uh, the which side. is the side-by-side. Side. I hate the freezer on the bottom. Drives me crazy. Oh, I have a freezer on the bottom. I cannot stand it. Because it's just like – it's really just a, a drawer. Yeah. Yeah. Because – bending over for and like yeah. stuff – yeah. Yeah, it's just a freezer that makes stuff harder to get to. I don't want to do squats if I need a popsicle. Yeah. I also no, don't keep anything on the bottom of my fridge. Right. For that reason. I don't feel like bending over and getting stuff out of the no. crisper. The bottom area of the fridge is for vegetables and fruit so that you're yeah. being mindful. Like, all right, I, if I need to eat healthy, I'm going to have to work no. for it. I I'm should probably eat those like, someday. Doing it. Is that really a thing? I, it's in my mind. It makes sense. That makes sense. That's though. where the crispers are. Like, you're mm-hmm. going intentionally to go get them uh, as opposed to, like, eye level. I'm going to open it up. There's some Briar's Mint Chocolate Chip Ice Cream. Uh, I just reach for it. I barely have to raise my arm over shoulder man. level. Guys, we got we to get outside and exercise more if all three of us are like, ugh, bending over is yeah. the worst. Hey, those doors stick shut. That's enough of a workout trying to pry oh, that thing yeah. open. Um, or if you don't know that it's open. Yeah. Oh, you, they go too far. Oh, my goodness. I, I've done it before with him. I like the drama of a the big drama. double door. Of like the... Drama. You know, the big, like, you open up both doors and... Oh, Because yeah. I have a bad habit. My roommate from New York will tell you this. I have a bad habit of, when I'm bored, I will just open the fridge and stare inside it until I see something that I want to eat out of nothing but boredom. Oh, the intrigue every time. It's like arsenic and old lace <laughs> opening up that refrigerator. I just don't know what... What will I find? Perhaps some old rubbery celery? Ooh, I had some of that yesterday. Did you? Do you eat it or you just throw it oh. out? No, I eat it. I don't like to throw stuff out. That is true. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Mark. (laughs) Shut up. You guys are both still in my life. (laughs) All right. He wins. He wins. Um, 
What? So, so it's freezer on the top. <laughs> freezer right? on the freezer on the top. Because the side by side is like it's too small. It's too big of a freezer and too small of a fridge. I, don't I feel need like a freezer that big. I feel, yeah. I don't feel a freezer that big. I, I didn't somehow, kill a deer. Somehow no. that freezer, the the freezer on the side, it's generally smaller than the fridge side. But if yeah, it feels like all it does is make your fridge smaller, and yet. Even though it's as tall as the fridge, it still feels like there's no room. Yeah. The, for some reason, the vertical freezer feels tinier than the freezer on top. Yep. Um, so we're we going with freezer on top. Freezer on top. Freezer on top. Asked and answered. All right. The slate is clean. The slate is clean. Eric Edelstein. Thank you, friend. This is Thanks it. for coming on the show, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. This Where, is real exciting. Is there anything like, I mean, we bear bears still happening, obviously. Oh, yeah. Going strong. Going where where should people go? Where do you want to send people? The, the your t- this time's yours. Eric J Edelstein on Instagram. There full, it is, full of good dog pictures. There you go. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The, these t- the topics That's, have been settled. Yeah. Yes, they have. This is done. There's, I'm just laughing at Eric that being the only thing because that's the most you thing you yeah. could do. Is there anything you want to promote? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing good stuff with dogs on Instagram. He's doing good stuff with dogs on Instagram. Watch We Bear Bears. Watch the new Twin Peaks. You'll see yeah. Eric all over the new Twin Peaks. Do you have a movie coming out? You have. You literally have I, stuff I coming out all the trailer. time. Oh, I have one with Juggalos. That's, oh, that's the yes. one. Oh, time oh, out. Yeah. Time oh, out. Oh, yeah. That's Not the, the insane one. clown posse, but with Juggalos. And the insane clown and the, posse. And oh, the ICP. Yeah. Shaggy oh, Q Dope and... Is in the movie. I saw, <laughs> Violent I saw him at a, the Hampton Suites in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Not to name drop, but there it was, gentlemen. You know, you're getting some inside Hollywood dish. I do love a Hampton Suites. Oh, yeah. They were... Free breakfast, free Wi-Fi. Just working the screw great. top thing to get cornflakes into a bowl. Like, <laughs> Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Just happy. Done. Just wants a meal. It's free, man. This, it's, everything just changed. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. thanks for being here, Eric. <laughs> this, <laughs> this topic is covered, but there are many more to discuss, so please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or... You can email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast thank you to producer ken plume researcher kate mcmanus graphic designer uri kelman and qa engineer jen alba and thanks to our musicians jonathan dinerstein and mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively and thanks to you our listeners um for giving us a chance to finally sit down with eric and clean the slate not that we wouldn't. That's what, that's what the topic, the, the, the central focus of this show is, is that this is just what we would be doing anyway. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. but now we're recording it. So thank you for listening. Thanks for going on the ride with us. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.